it's good to be back. Although I think you guys maybe should consider replacing me with Jess because oh no, she's no. a hell of a guest. As as wonderful as Jess is, um, I would never, you know, like, yeah. Yeah, no. You, we should you, just you, add her then. Well, we would need another mic, which yeah. you know, and and we need an, an, oh, an no, entirely. No, we have four. We have, we have sound one card. more yeah, socket. Yeah, in yeah. There. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, it was a great episode. It was a very good episode. Um, and very important topic. Very yeah. important topic. Uh, yeah. She took me out to the uh, the the ten eleven. Oh yeah. Second right after recording. Oh badass. Yeah, it's it is beautiful and it really is a kind of incredible how um like people have been using it as like you know, look there's these like really well worn trails in there and stuff that like it's clear that people have been using that place for like yeah, definitely like a century. Yeah. Yeah. Lansing Grove. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm gonna start calling it. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Bringing it back. I'm embracing tradition. <laughs> Grove in general sounds very cool. <laughs> And very hipster. It like, is a very yeah. I like Grove. Yeah, yeah. You know, go to the Grove. Yeah, you know, uh, Bohemian Grove. Yeah, Ooh. very hipster. That's the yeah. best Grove. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, very hipster. Very cool. Very in. Uh, very exclusive. I hear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> we got a big, big statue. Big statue. Best statues. Moloch. We do the, the uh, <laughs> cremation of care. It's a lot of fun. We should do a, like a bonus episode on Bohemian Grove someday. Ooh. Oh yeah, that yeah, would be classic. fun. We, yeah. could, we could have Alex Jones on. Yeah. Oh, I would love. Yeah. yeah, he is a regular guest on yeah. the show. Mm, yeah, <laughs> that, that, that came out. Not more, your best. Yeah, You're not no. bringing your best. Yeah, no. Actually, like, uh, I apologize in advance. I am deliriously exhausted. <laughs> Poor Chris has just been like busting his ass he's he's like building a small house next to his house <laughs> yeah no, it, for it, his motorcycle house yeah motorcycle house uh yeah no just a shed but you know um like being an engineer like nothing's ever had to overcomplicate it yeah. yeah yeah just i got a lot of uh mission creep on it and now i'm like doing a <laughs> concrete walkway and uh you That's know insulated and i'm gonna put some um hydronic heating in it and yeah it's just it's been what i've been doing since for the last like 48 hours or so and um i i drilled concrete for the first time like a big hole like five inch hole in like nine inches of concrete and that shit took two and a half hours yeah it was <laughs> i mean we make it that going. way like yeah. that's yeah the, that's why we make the concrete like that yeah and that was that was with like a 40 pound like rented like water cutting saw like drill like so and you would think with how like sturdy and and uh you know strong concrete is that a parking garage made 100 percent out of concrete would manage to stand up you know yeah, would, you, would manage to stand the test of time yeah and it probably would if there was like any level of uh in, investment and in upkeep and like you know patching and stuff <laughs> um like uh you know a, a lot of our uh, infrastructure in this com country is you know crumbling as we know and uh uh, a lot of that is literally just like concrete work. And yeah. uh, I saw on the underside of, I think it's Route 7 uh, in Green Island, um, they basically redid the whole uh, bridge doing exactly that. Like the kind of stuff that would have uh, saved the Uncle uh, Sam, um, or what, what is that called? The Uncle yeah, Sam Parking yeah, Garage. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uncle Sam Parking yeah. Garage. Yeah. It's, it's, the, it's what he would have wanted to be memorialized. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so all of this is to say uh, it is closed indefinitely. Again. Yep. The, again, yeah. Um, <laughs> Thanks, it's David funny because when we, we just got back from a wedding, 
and lovely friends Dan and Morgan got married, uh, and it was the funnest wedding. But the parking garage at the Holiday Inn that we stayed at was also, uh, half of it was closed for repairs or something, which did not uh, make me feel good about being in the other half that was not closed. Like, <laughs> like you really, being in a parking garage that's only half closed is yeah. a very, it's very disconcerting. Hmm. It, it, there's, yeah, there's no real clear... Uh, difference between the closed part <laughs> and and you know there's no like difference in quality there's there no, and, and nothing you, stood out and you, as and yeah. like you you go up the stairs and like it's just like gated off around the stairs so like you are still you're standing structurally on the part that they've closed off because it's not safe and they closed it off right the at the stairs safe, which yeah. makes me wonder if they were just like well we gotta leave these I'm like yeah, we're gonna get in there safe, or did <laughs> yeah. they just leave them because they're you know functionally necessary but, yeah. so um <clears throat> but the uncle sam garage is 47 years old and i bet if you did a census of the parking garages in this country they're, they're all probably about that old yeah. we built a I lot mean, of parking garages them, about that time we built them in the decade that we were building everything shittily well mm. okay for one from the 80s on we would continue to build things shittily and i assume will going forward um <laughs> but yeah like the 80s was when we were like throwing up all these shitty houses and shitty strip malls and yeah. so all coming back to bite us well that's why we got to build back better build you back know? better indeed build back indeed better. Oh, man. Did you guys uh, see that uh, fucking Biden uh, came out and called for Andrew Cuomo's resignation? Yeah, fucking real rich for the kitty kisser <laughs> to say Andrew Cuomo needs to resign. Oh, um, yeah, we are going to be doing the three C's of 2021 today. COVID, Cuomo, and what was the other one? Critical race theory. Critical yeah. race theory. Yeah. <laughs> How could I forget? Yeah, um, only th- only three, uh, three C's that matter. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. COVID, uh, Cuomo, critical race theory. What do you want to... Let's get COVID out of the way, okay. I think. Cause yeah, that would be nice if we could and... <laughs> fucking get COVID out of the way. At least, really nice. yeah. At least we can on this episode. At least we can on this episode. So am I... So, okay, first things first. I need listeners to know that when David wakes up in the morning, the first thing that I do is I open my crossword puzzles and I do the Times Union, you know, crossword in, in puzzle bed? of the day. Yep, in bed. Wow. David looks at COVID numbers. I just stare That's at the graphs first and, and maps. thing that he does. Yeah. I, I caught just, him doing it the other day. I was like, what the fuck? You haven't even had coffee yet. Yeah, I want to know how many people died of a preventable well, illness. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, waking up and, and looking at charts is actually part of Italian heritage. <laughs> they literally do this to everybody. Uh, it's, it, you know... You could have gone with Jewish heritage there. I think it would have been... Oh, yeah, true. Well, maybe, maybe as apt. Maybe not yeah. more... <laughs> we don't want to we don't want to perpetuate any harmful stereotypes on this on this well, podcast we would never do that yeah well, we would never talk ill of italian people no never <laughs> do you remember when we did the crossover episode with well there's your problem yeah and somebody wrote in the youtube comments like yeah, yeah. It, imagine saying this it, like you would with never say this in, in a room. room with an italian person <laughs> yeah. and it was like half the people yeah in the you know room were italian <laughs> but yeah yeah um, i mean i mean like to be to be fair like the the reason that like more Italians don't uh, like wake up looking at numbers is because there's marinara sauce all over their <laughs> spreadsheets, <laughs> and and uh, and and their their olive oil fingers, yeah. like you know, just like makes it all all gross. All right, save the Italians yeah. for the next segment. Yeah. So uh, tell us about these informative shots. Yeah. So what's going on with COVID, David? Oh, God, like, we're so, we're so fuck. I, I mean, so like death. <laughs> <laughs> 
you know, obviously deaths and hospitalizations trail cases. Right. Right. Because yep. you have to get COVID before you get it sick and die from it. Yeah. yeah. So, um, uh, Case numbers are just absolutely through the roof. Um, all uh, 99, 97 to 99% are unvaccinated people, which includes children now. Remember that, like, if you're younger than 12, you're still not able to get the vaccine, and kids do, in fact, get COVID. And the Delta variant is killing some of them, yeah. like, more yeah. so than the yeah. Alpha? I don't know. With the main, the, the first well, one. Well, now the Delta variant is the main uh, well, no, I meant like the the, the the mama yeah. virus, yeah, the, the original, the progenitor, the um, yeah, the OC, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it was kind of inevitable that if things started going back to normal, but like a huge, very specific chunk of our population is not vaccinated, aka children, mm-hmm. that like they were going to start getting it. And well, um, oh, oh, I was just going to say, I I don't remember where I saw this infographic. It went across probably Instagram or something that I was looking at. Um, but it was talking about how they, there was a super spreader event and they investigated, um, all of the people that were there and they had p- people test whether they were symptomatic or not. And something like more than half of the people that got COVID were fully vaxxed, yeah. which is to say they tested positive on the assays. And then I've been hearing other things that are saying that the assays are now more sensitive. They're detecting a, um, a lower viral load to give a positive indication. And if that's true, um, that would indicate that like, regardless of vaccination status, we are spreading this thing, yeah. which is to say like, you know, uh, people who are vaccinated and maybe not be getting s- as sick or sick at all, um, are, you know, like capable of both getting it and then incubating it and then spreading it. And to then other maybe people. not even knowing the whole time. Yeah. Yeah. And I've had a number of like close friends and stuff that have, um, gotten, um, the new Delta variant and gotten sick. Yeah. Um, with double vax. We had some, friends that happened to too. Yeah, yeah. some yeah. Pfizer, some uh, AstraZeneca. Um, and yeah, it's it's wild. It's wild. Aren't we, correct me if I'm wrong, but aren't we at more daily positive cases than at any point? Like, no, no, I think no, it I, was. I, well, in, in Florida in, it is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and, yeah. Uh, and Louisiana is really bad. New York, not. No, not New York. I yeah. meant like the country. Oh. Hmm. Um, the I thought States. I saw that it was like over 100,000 a day. We're looking at, at it right this now. This is the kind of real-time researching, <laughs> folks, <laughs> that we do for you. Uh, it's not the most cases ever, no, okay. but yes. we are above 100,000 now, but we, we, uh, really excelled at getting COVID at the peak. It was like 250,000. Wow. Day. We champs. truly are the best country in the yeah. world. Yeah. We're about half uh way to our previous yeah. peak, Okay, but it's a very steep curve. So Look, it's going up. Yeah. We have entrepreneurial spirit in this country. Okay. <laughs> We're going to get there. We did it once. We can do it again. Oh man. I know I'm joking about this, but it's really just a coping mechanism. Yeah. Because yeah, I'm so fucking terif- terrified and like so, so desperate to not. I've been like max- masking in some places and not masking in others. Yep. Um, and just because I feel so desperate to not have to wear a mask again, um, I, Albany County is now going to require all county employees and all state employees to wear masks at work. And I was thinking, like, you know, I work from home, but I was thinking about like how miserable would it be if you were to wear a mask. 40 hours a week for a year. Oh, yeah. And then you get to take them off for 
Two months. Two months. Yeah. And now you just have to go back and do it again. I mean, right fuck. On. Yep. Uh, that's where we're at. Our uh, our thing at the job that I'm at um, is 5% uh, Rensselaer County testing positive rate. We're back to mask on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so. Oh, I, I, I was really hoping I wouldn't have to teach through a mask. But. but it's, yeah. You're probably going to have to. And just, it sucks. Because one, it's just like a room full of masked people staring at you is weird yeah you know he's <laughs> like there's that but also like ha- being able to project Very through hard. a cloth mask like sucks and then like students mumble all the time anyway but like actually understanding what the fuck they're trying to say through yeah. a mask sucks yeah it's it's not fun and but you know it's better than you you know choking to death on your own uh saliva that's uh, true yeah, yeah no yeah. it is that is better and um, and so what I've heard is like the people that are uh, filling the ICU units are like ninety nine to ninety seven percent like unvaccinated. Unvaccinated, so yeah. It, it seems that right now, as far as we can tell, in America at least, you have free and open access to the vaccine if you you know aren't immunocompromised, et cetera. And there's about like a thirty percent adults holdout, and those thirty percent are seemingly going to get it eventually yeah and going to get way way sicker some of them yeah in in florida they now have the most hospitalizations a day ever since since the pandemic started and i mean this is like a staple on twitter now is seeing like nurses and physicians like saying you know i sat in a hospital room with a man and his wife and his wife was dying and she died of a stroke because her oxygenation level was so low that that's what happens. Your organs shut down and you have a stroke yeah, and your brain can't get oxygen. And, it, and she couldn't get an oxygen because of COVID, right? She, they, they were on, she was on oxygen. Yeah, but because but, of COVID. Right? Yeah, because yeah, of COVID. Yeah. And her husband was freaking out and saying, why are you ruling her death as COVID related? She had a stroke. Now, this man had watched her be intubated for like she was in the hospital for like nine days. And, you know, he is fucking freaking and his wife just died and he is shouting at this nurse because she is documenting the death as COVID, COVID-19. Um, and it's just like, that's tragic. It's so fucking tragic. Like, it's really fucked up. The, the, there is, I don't know which is better or which is worse, I guess I should say, is the cases where someone has a, gets very sick or has a loved one who gets very sick and they say, wow, I was wrong. Like this was serious. I should have taken this more seriously. Or the ones who do the exact opposite, who Just are like in complete down. denial. Yeah, double down. Or like there was the one viral video of the guy who's like in bed, like half dead from COVID still saying like, no, it's my right to not get, take the vaccine and to not wear a mask. Yeah. Because they're shoving it down our throat. Because they're shoving it down our throats. Yeah. Well, right before he had like a tube shoved down his throat. It was. (laughs) Right. Yeah. yeah. Before it gets like super literal. Yeah. Yeah. That guy, that guy I think was recovering. I think he was bad. He looked like shit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the phenomenon of people not wanting to get the vaccine is like, it's it's it makes sense it's like pikachu face right like i'm shocked but i I shouldn't be shocked yeah like you know like knowing everything i know about people in america and you know our general varied psychology and our um you're gonna have to help me with this pronunciation again epistemological crisis epistemological epistemological crisis thank you um don't take the piss out of epistemological there you go there you go epistemological 
a pissing on your logical. Yes. Can I leave um, all this in? Yeah, it's yeah, good absolutely. God, then. Okay, yeah. good. Um, you know, like, we should have seen this coming, which is to yeah. say that, like, yeah. it makes all the sense in the world, but it also doesn't make all the sense in the world. Like, the, the, the Occam's razor on this, as far as, like, people who see this as, like, government overreach or anything else, like, and maybe this is just, you know, from being a leftist and, like, understanding capitalism and the forces uh, at play here, is that, like, the government is giving away this va- uh, vaccine to everybody and, and borderline mandating it. In some uh, situations, literally mandating it. Yeah. Like, I think the military, a couple other places, you basically have to have it. Um, because people getting sick and dying and having to shut down public gatherings and businesses and stuff is bad for the ruling class. Yeah, it's absolutely. Bad for business and c- commerce and capitalism in general. And so like it makes sense with that understanding that there's nothing like eerie or suspicious about the vaccine. And like what would somebody think is like the government needed to do to put the vaccine in them that they couldn't do through some other way. Like what would be like, I I just don't actually understand how somebody in 2021 thinks that this is like some type of, um, you know, control or something besides of the actual spread and like, you know, consequent uh, economic fallout of this virus, you know? Yeah, I mean, I think we live in a very conspiratorial age, and I think a lot of it is the internet and the media and the fact that, like, the most most watched news anchors in the country are fucking unhinged conspiracy theorists. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I don't like to think of people as sort of, like, unthinking, you know, sheep just going along with, with but it, it's, a, it's a real problem. And uh, our friend Mitch... On Twitter, they made a really good point that kind of uh, ruined my day. Ruined my day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was just thinking. I was going to say this, yeah. <laughs> which is that, like, you know, I, I don't remember it word for word, but basically that, like, this is how people will respond to every subsequent crisis. Every su- every problem that we face as a society moving forward, we can we can pretty much bet that this same thing is going to happen. Denialism, misinformation of like intense political divisions. Like it's, this is it. This is the culture that we've created. And this is the culture that we will have for the foreseeable future. Slap us collectively in the face and like, be like, snap out of it. You know, like come, come to grips with reality. Like there's, there's, if, if this didn't do it, like climate change isn't going to do it, you know, right. like, and you know, in the past, like these kinds of crises have been very unifying for people. Mm. Like people get to rally, rally to get, uh, after nine 11, even in like the 19 aughts when, um, there was a really bad outbreak in Boston. There was a terrible outbreak of beans, uh, measles, something <laughs> like a very <laughs> beans could have been beans. Yeah. Um, and they went door to door giving people inoculations and if you didn't take the inoculation, you had to pay a one hundred and fifty dollar fine. Whoa, wow. And this is in like the nineteen, like the early nineteen hundreds. Yeah, that's um, that's a big fine. And people did it, and like I'm sure a lot of there were people who weren't happy about it. Yeah. But like it, you know, I guess all of that's to say, like I think in a different time, this would have been very unifying for people, and instead, it's happening in this time. Yeah, we really need not. to like <laughs> do a false flag and blow up a like the main or something. <laughs> 
have an era, have an era of good feeling. Wait, which again. new tower in New York? No, yeah. that's a fucked up joke. I'm yeah. sorry. Yeah. Um, hmm. But we're, we are coming up on the 20th anniversary of 9 11. I was telling David last night, so this one's going to be a real banger. The, uh, yeah. the 2021 20, oh. 9 11. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Car yeah. sales. Are to... the, I, I feel like at 20. <laughs> I feel like at 20 years, you can have a 9-11, like, auto dealer sale. Absolutely. <laughs> it's plenty of time has passed. Yeah. It's time no, for us to do that. It's not too soon anymore. It's oh, fine man. The last thing I think I have on this COVID topic is uh, that New York State has just announced that it will not be offering schools uh, guidance on whether or not oh. they should be in person or masked. No guidance. No guidance. Huh. Do whatever you want. Huh. No, what that what that's going to mean is like up here, where uh, or like, for example, Saratoga County, there's like, where like <laughs> a lot of them are run. We're going to go there soon yeah, too. There's like plenty of people that are like really off the reservation. Uh, they're gonna like yeah, not gonna have any masks and like hurt hurt children and their families. That's really like uncharacteristic of New York. Well, like, or, yeah, you Cuomo's know. under fire. He can't mandate things. He's currently he's hiding yeah. under a meatball. But like you know, public education in this <laughs> in this state is been you know like pushed in such like a re- regimented way through the regents and like the teaching to the test and like yeah. the high stakes you know statewide testing and stuff. It has absolutely transformed public education, and those are all mandates. Those are all things coming from you know on high, like you know not only recommendations but like basically you have to do this, and yeah. and yeah. that's widespread enough to like literally transform the you know lived experience of every fucking child in the state and the idea that they wouldn't be like we're gonna recommend that you wear masks yeah like just no just you know like check the vibe in the room see how people are feeling you know like (laughs) yeah it's like recommend on masks but like everyone has to fucking know a squared plus b squared equals c squared like 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 there will be no child that leaves new york state schools you know like that doesn't uh, a squared put no yeah. Pythagorean's theorem. I have never used the Pythagorean theorem in real it, life. I use it all the time. Well, we li- we took very different routes early <laughs> in life. Um, speaking of schools mandating things, uh, time to go to another C. <laughs> you, it's time for our second C of the day. Um, critical race theory. You guys are going to have to explain what critical race theory is to me. Oh fuck! <laughs> no, no, I got this. I got this. Okay. Right. Well, how about how about this? How about I have this? three humanities degrees. I should be able to do this. Let me just sort of, as an American living in this moment, who isn't like super tuned into the details of uh, this controversy, um, let me try to paint a picture of what I think critical race theory is, okay. and then you can tell me how wrong I am. Okay. All right. All right. So we have this thing called race. Wrong. Which, it, <laughs> which is made up, uh, it's a made up concept by people. It's a social institution. It is something that is not based in uh, any legitimate science. It is a theory, if you will. And that all of these things that have um, used race as a basis of discussion, law, rights, etc., make up a body of political thought called race theory right and that critical race theory is the body of political thought that is critical of the body of political thought known as race theory is that right at all not really no okay um 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when we talk about critical theory, it's not usually so much that it's like being critical of some other body of thought. It's more uh, about looking at how structures work on human beings and how human beings affect those structures. Right? Okay. I'm getting no help here. I, uh, <laughs> I, I don't know much. I, like, I, I probably know the things that critical race theory contains, but I do not know the shape of Crit- critical race theory at all. And, and to this point... And as a Marxist pro- professor, this isn't in your curriculum? Yeah. You're not teaching? <laughs> right? Yeah, I not- mean, you are teaching. It, so I, critical, I probably am, but like, critical, I don't know what it connects to. Yeah. The word critical race theory comes out of like legal scholarship. Um, but anybody who's taken a basic liberal arts class has probably learned critical race theory concepts. It's essentially okay. a history of structural violence, how it affects people unevenly, how it affects black people in this country, how the legacy of slavery and Jim Crow like continues to um, to affect everything about our culture and our society yeah, which this, is this just, just sounds like history just and so but here's where a lot of white people freak out okay is that another thing that you teach in critical race theory is that white people have an implicit bias inside of themselves that makes them racist um that's a very like controversial concept uh as we'll see in, in a moment but yeah that's people are very concerned that their children will be called racists in class and that's really not what that concept means it uh-huh. doesn't mean that like you chris are racist because you're white it means that you have certain implicit biases everybody has those implicit biases yeah. black people even have those implicit biases as well because they live in a white supremacist society um so that's like the nuts and bolts of it uh, you know, there's, they look at essentially like disparate outcomes is a big part of it. Like looking at, um, what are the factors that go into some people earning more money or living in safer neighborhoods yeah. and, you know, like, it's like sociology. I mean, it's, yeah, it's so, it's a sociological concept, yeah. but it's, you know. And you could probably understand, like, get the gist of it now that I'm looking at, like, the the first batch of essays under the 1619 project which is critical race theory is a, a tagline for what is really um it started as like a new york times project called the 1619 project yeah uh, that, and the desire to implement that yeah some version of that work in the school system yeah and so the first edition appeared in the new york times magazine on august 14th 2019 and some and some of the essays in there are stuff like America wasn't a democracy until Black Americans made it one, right? Yep. That's the one by Nicole Hannah Jones, who's sort oh, of like yeah. the, the the person who put all this together, and also did something that was kind of a boss move, where like she was being denied tenure at University of North Carolina and went through a whole thing to like get it, and then said, "Nah, never mind, I'm going to Howard," and like. Yeah, that fucking rules. <laughs> like, made them give her tenure, and then, and then left. was like, you know, actually, I don't want it. I'm going someplace better. That's that's always pretty cool. Um, uh, let's see what else. Um, not yeah, yeah. Uh, American capitalism is brutal. You can trace that to the plantation. How false beliefs and physical racial difference still live in medicine today. Um, how segregation caused your traffic jam. That's a good one. Mm, um, I, want to, I want to read that one. The barbaric history of sugar in America, right? So it, it, it's it's it all just sounds like true yeah, historical yeah. analysis. It is. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's okay. just and, it's, and so it's a recentering of like 
black slavery as like an essential component of capitalism in the American project, which it is. Yeah. 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 And the central tenet of it really is that like racism doesn't just exist in individuals. Like that's not where the, the problem is the ways that it, exists in our structures that that exist today, our legal structures, you know, the school system, like all of those like real social institutions that shape our lives in very meaningful ways. They're all racist. And a lot of people are very fucking uncomfortable with that. I'm surprised about that because isn't that like sort of a getting out of jail free card for people? Because like you were just describing like the fear of like being labeled racist, which like if if it's systemic, if it's something that's like, you know, everywhere, then people are like, oh, well, then it's not just me. But that means that their accomplishments aren't their own. And I think that that's where it comes for a lot of white people is that if you're being told that you have a privileged place in society, uh then... You know, if you're rich, it means I didn't try hard. It means I didn't try hard. Or if you're poor, it means, wow, the system favors me and I and I, you know, fucked up this badly, which is how a lot of like poor white people feels that it was like a personal failing. So I could see that being the case if this, you know, like wasn't directly tied into a class analysis, which like the, you know, essays you just title you know listen, titles sound like sound that. like yeah. they're about you know the, a class analysis well, so, in which so, case you know you you talk to a poor white person and be like yes you have privileges that a poor black person doesn't have but like you know the reason you're poor is not your personal failings uh, like you know in a, a game already rigged in your favor well see th- this is how liberal uh liberals dealing with race theory and conservative revanchist like reactions to uh, stuff like critical race theory blend together to fuck everything up, right? So um, I, I always return to this uh, quote in an interview with Barbara Smith, mm-hmm. who uh, was part of the Kambahi River Collective that came up with mm-hmm. identity mm-hmm. politics, right? And um, she says that you know, like that, that you know, basically, well-meaning liberals took up identity politics uh, that. But it wasn't the one that they made as part of that Kambahi River Collective statement. The the liberal um, identity politics is uh, uh, something that conservatives made that is ridiculous, and then they took it up and defended it. Like d- defend, they start you know like liberals defend the straw man that conservatives make of the original radical critique. Yeah. So. Huh. Um, okay. Yeah. So like. Uh, uh, Kabahi River Collective says that um, when, when like black lesbians are free, we know everyone will be free because all of those intersecting uh, structural oppressions will be gone, and they form in unique ways when they intersect on an individual person. Yeah, right. And so, like working towards li- human liberation means like understanding how identities are formed within those different kinds of structural oppressions and like but but like within that that even within that statement they're talking about how like black women need to show up on the picket lines of like white uh factory workers and shit like that's that's a centerpiece of like part of that that theory okay but then conservatives say oh well this is a an effort to make so that like black women can just get attention and it's all about like me, 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 and identity, and then, and and so that's obviously different <laughs> from what the original uh, um, 
Kambahi River Collective statement would say, and then, but then liberals pick it up and, and just react, right, and go, yeah. no, it's actually good that it's about me, me, me. Because yeah, they for deserve too long, the attention. Because they yeah. deserve the attention or something like that. And then they're just like it, defending a completely ridiculous the initial, wrong thing. Yeah, the initial like and, solidarity is just completely And, and I think this the exact same thing is, is going to happen with critical race theory, where is, you know, like what we were just talking about, where it's like, it's just history that is like informed by yeah. the institution facts. of slavery yeah. and facts yeah. about the institution but of slavery. But you're going to get a bunch of like right. liberal teachers that are going to be like, all right, all the white kids put on your yeah, dunce hat. Exactly. Because you have to understand that you're personally responsible for the, your ancestral, um, you know, uh, sins and, um, you know, you are the reason why we have this fucked up yeah. society. Yeah. I, I think, so, I think that's totally going to happen. We, yeah, we don't really have to ask like why these people are opposed to it because they say it like they're the, okay. So here is a petition from this is in massachusetts um an, an initiative petition which would basically amend uh, a chapter part of their laws no teacher shall present our country's history to his or her elementary school or high school students with the specific intent of making any such students feel personally responsible at fault or liable either individually or as a member of a racial or ethnic group for the actions or omissions of others that sounds totally legit. Like they, people shouldn't be doing that to children, <laughs> right? Like, as it, it, I mean, am I wrong? Yeah, I mean, no, children I mean, are not responsible for, for anything, like, really. Yeah, right? I don't know if six-year-old Timmy is yeah. white; he is in fact responsible for slavery. <laughs> right. I, I, yeah. That's just you are right, but. The thing is, nobody's trying to do that. So the fact that these people are so hair on fire that they need to amend their state laws to say that teachers can't call children racists is like, it's just so off the so, fucking so how path. Did, how did this fucking happen? Is this Sean Hannity? Is this like, you know, like right wing yeah. talk shows? I think it's yeah. Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson has definitely done a lot of like freaking people out about yeah. critical race theory and how like they're gonna te- he's literally said that on his show they're gonna teach your child that they're uh, that they were born racist so there's some crazy shit going on um in or, boy is there like like <laughs> y- yeah like conservative white men are like not okay right Mm-mm. now like no. I-, I was in traffic i think the women might be worse well, I, just generally speaking, I feel that went no i'm kidding <laughs> <laughs> you yeah. want to talk about identity politics like like aggrieved conservative white people love identity politics. Yes, they, they take every every aspect yeah. of their being and make it a sticker on the back of their truck. Like they fuck well, that's it. true. Just every single thing. That's about true. It, it, is it even a truck if it doesn't have like a fuck Cuomo with like an AK and an M sixteen sticker or like you know Calvin like pissing on you know libs or like <laughs> you know, it's pretty crazy. It's, the truck stickers are out of control. Like I've talked about in the yeah, past. Yeah, we talked about them. Um, yeah, yeah. Like that that that. The Pedo Hunter the one. The Pedo Hunter one, yeah. yeah, where it had, like, the guy, um, you know, with his hands tied behind his back yeah. on his knees, like, execution style being murdered by someone else and said, shoot your local pedophile. Uh, well, another frightening thing that I saw on my way, uh, t- you know, uh, to borrow my buddy's truck, I was in a bicycle, and this guy going up Husik, like, uh, uh, from 6F, he had his entire car, like, which originally I think was, like, black, like, painted like taxi cab yellow like a matte yellow and there were duct tape peels that revealed the black underneath (laughs) and it was like it in one way it looked pretty cool like it looks sort of like graffiti style but on the back it said 
um, dead pedophiles don't reoffend in huge letters, like span the entire back of this car. All right. And like, you know, can't see out the rear window. It's painted yellow. Like the the whole thing. That's and, a metaphor. Yeah. And then I wonder what was on the left side, because when I pulled up on the right side, it said, kill enemy teachers. And then, what? And then All it, right. And then it had a uh, a gallows, like, you know, like when you play the game Hangman, yeah, like a very right. simplified gallows. Uh-huh. And there was, and now all the character, all the lettering and everything was black because it was like peeled off the tape. So there was a black figure being hung. And then on the, the figure's chest, it said CRT. Okay. Well. All right. And that's. Yeah. And so I was just like, holy shit. Like, this guy is like on one. Like, not only is he like calling for, like, you know, uh, and glorifying like the extrajudicial murder of like pedophiles. He'd probably also, be cool if the state did it. So. But, but also, like, <laughs> teachers and like enemy teachers. Like, I, like, and then I was like, what's going on? And then I, I the, he, he had a like a pit bull in, in the passenger seat. And then he had a flag that was like, I thought it was an umbrella at first. Cause he pulls this thing out and it's got all this like fabric on it, but it's a full size American flag. But the entire thing is matte black. And I know it's American flag cause I can see the stitching. I can see the, um, the, the, the bars and the stars and the stripe, but the entire thing is black. And he's one-arming it up Husik, like, and I was, All like, right. I was like, is this guy on a murder mission? Like, what's going on here? And, it's just um, a Sunday. And so, the the reason that I, I, I asked that was I, you know, stopped at another red light, like, and I, you know, quickly searched on my phone, like, all black American flag. And apparently, it means no quarter given, which is to say that these were historically flown or you know by americans who were about to kill everybody and not take prisoners which like i don't even like is that like i was just my mind was blown and i was like man this guy is not having a good time no no he's not or he's having a great time which would be worse yeah that would be worse right yeah and i had this like really um you know, uh, ambivalent set of feelings. Like on one hand, I wanted to like steer extremely clear of this guy. Like I just didn't want to be around him at all. And I was like, this guy's unhinged and maybe dangerous. And on the other, it was like, I really wanted to talk to him. Yeah. Like I really wanted oh, to Oh, I would like, love to talk to him. Like, I want to talk. I want to interview him. Yeah. I want to like, I want to know everything about him. Yeah, right. Um, well, you know, I, I think I know where he lives cause I saw where he pulled, pulled out of, um, on, on, uh, fifth. Um, but yeah, it was, it was jarring. Yeah. Jarring. Yeah. Uh, That's a disturbing thing to say. Yeah. See. Car. Um, uh, what do you even call that? Like paint job, custom, custom paint job. It's just, <laughs> it's it, maybe a wrap. Yeah. I, you know, like in 2021, there's been this uptick of like the general like temperature, both physically and like emotionally. Yeah. And you see yeah. a protest, like half the people are wearing like flat empty plate carriers or flak jackets or whatever. And now I'm seeing more and more these vehicles just like openly calling for murder yeah. of like groups of people, like, you know, um, not like I <laughs> defending, uh, you know, pedophiles on this podcast. But just like, <laughs> it's, it's just like the boldness of just calling for like extrajudicial murder, like and also being who decides that? That's what freaks me out about that mindset. Is yeah, that like, like who, who do you have in mind? Yeah, what are to the determine, Yeah, you know who is a pedophile or an enemy teacher like, or an enemy? Yeah, like you're literally calling for the killing of like your local 
sixth grade social studies teachers like yeah. that's literally what you, like who exactly are these enemy teachers that like you feel extremely um empowered to put death hit requests out on the side of your vehicle it's just like what the fuck teachers is going have on such a shit job man and yeah. big ups to all the teachers out there because yeah. like you just you not only do you have to like deal with the children which i'm sure for some people is you know lovely and whatever but like then there's their parents then there is like the school board the school board your fucking piece of shit administrators and like the public waffles between oh my god the teachers are our heroes the teachers are you know raising the next generation blah 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 or like bumper stickers calling to for the death for the murder of teachers um it's not to mention crazy. the fact that they're like the such a big union so yeah. they're con that's constantly trying to be and so if this is all being drummed up by like a bunch of you know people looking for some sizzle on their like you know right-wing talk show like that shit's wildly irresponsible absolutely like, like you have a base of people that are like proving time and time again to be like completely unhinged and you know just <laughs> i don't know and and it's the the cars are only gonna get worse as you get <laughs> like boot they get keep getting booted off of Facebook and Twitter and stuff yeah, yeah. like the, the the you know the one of the original social medias was the car right and you not only just like putting bumper stickers on it but just like what car you drove where you drove it the right like these a lot are of stuff yeah yeah like it's it, yeah it's is yeah and um and so man yeah it's just gonna put so many weird shit so much weird shit on cars now. It's going to be like a golden age of bumper stickers in like the worst way possible. It's going to be bad. Yeah, there's some pretty wild ones out yeah. there. Yeah. I I also was rec I recently saw this is uh, you know old school talking with your car. It's like it's, it's old beater like Cadillac coming by and in the driver's side window were all the PBA stickers. Like, oh wow, it, like it's, a it's, lot. Yeah, a lot it's just like obviously on the driver's side window, so it's like, do not give me a ticket, <laughs> right? Like, I, you're you're pulling me over. My friend had one of those on his car in high right school. Here. He yeah. just got it because he didn't want to. You yeah. know, he wanted if he got pulled over to not get a ticket. Which Most people you, should slow down. By the way, <laughs> from the archives, um, I was doing book research and I found something from like back in 2009 where uh, the. Albany Police Department was handing out these uh uh basically j get out of jail free cards like the union had these cards that you could hand an officer and it, they wouldn't give you a ticket or they'd what? give you a ticket with no with, with no cash or no like money attached to like no fine yeah and um they were called ghost tickets and uh the uh head of the business improvement district of Albany had gotten 736 tickets in like nine years 700 736? I, I, I have that number like seared into my head yeah. 736 ah, tickets that's like a couple a day yeah <laughs> <laughs> like how like where are you parking like i can't even like think of that many places to illegally park yeah, if my full-time job was to get tickets, I don't think I'd be able to match right. those. Numbers. Yeah, I know. Tough, yeah. So, yeah, she uh um she had to like resign she like resigned the next day or something. But there's like all of these people they just like uncovered this mat the Times Union uncovered this massive network of uh like unpaid parking ticket systems that the police union was putting together. We have gotten a little far afield of the topic, so <laughs> yeah. I feel okay. weird going yeah, back to it. But the last in. thing that I want to share is this 
speaking of unhinged, this uh, this group called Moving Saratoga Forward, and the oh, yeah, only yeah, thing yeah. that I know about them is the, is this uh, survey that they sent out. Well, they're the ones that um, are following in our rich uh, history of anonymous free speech. Yes. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So here's another weird survey from them. Yeah. Oh, uh, uh, a shout out to Jen for sending this. Yes. Thank you, Jen, for sending us this. Um, okay. So at the very top, it says in bold letters, Saratoga Springs School District residents only. Okay. Only in all caps. Okay. You have to fill the, it, they'll know <laughs> this if you're cert- not a <laughs> resident of Saratoga. Well, they make, they make you give your email address, Ooh, which is oh, why oh, I didn't yeah. fill whoa, it out. Whoa, whoa. But... What about the anonymous free speech? I know, right? right? Um, okay. This survey is designed to determine the knowledge and support for the district's new anti-racist school policy. First question. Saratoga Springs is attempting to adopt a critical race theory and anti-racist policy for the school district. How knowledgeable are you about what this policy would look like in practice? And then it has very knowledgeable, somewhat knowledgeable, not knowledgeable, and no clue. I don't... Okay. Um, Do you think it's appropriate to bring politics into the classroom? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. Uh, examples of anti-racist school policy include teaching white elementary school children that they are inherently racist. Do you think it's appropriate to teach school children that they are inherently born in parentheses <laughs> racist? A... <laughs> examples. You are inherently born. <laughs> and then Disgusting. all the yeah, and all the answers are yes, no, and I don't know. Um, Examples of anti-racist school policy include teaching children that discrimination is acceptable so long as it leads to more, quote, equity. Do you think it's appropriate to teach students that discrimination is okay? (laughs) (laughs) I just want want to answer yes to that. Right, yeah. Yeah, I think it's fine. It's good to be discriminating. Yeah, would you you fuck your grandma? Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. You know, like, discretion and, uh, yeah, discriminating uh, is uh, critical and important. Yeah. Um, And then, of course, the last question and what they actually care about is in the past two years, have you voted in a school board election? Mm. And so they're forming for themselves a very nice email list Mm -hmm. of people that they can hit up so that they can get their fucking racist reactionaries on the school board on the school board. Um, It's actually really a brilliant strategy. You come up with a topic that's very controversial. You get as many people to respond to something like this as you can. And now you have your, not only do you have a lot of data on how the temperature on this thing, but now you have all these people you can email Mm. whenever you need a bunch of people to do something. So, yeah, that seems to only work for like reactionary causes. Like if you were going to try to like, Uh, you know, I don't know about that. I mean, anytime you've ever been asked to sign any progressive or liberal survey, like that's what that that's. That's know, what or doing. like a or like a petition, you know. Mm. The most useful thing about a petition is all the emails that you collect yeah. of the people who signed the petition. So, you know, I mean, libs and progressives do it. Fair enough, fair enough. So, do you guys want to move to our third C? Yeah, The big sure. C, the man of the hour. <laughs> the big C. And did you see the fucking video that he put out where he's like, I literally do this to everybody. I do it with everyone. Black and white, young and old, straight and LGBTQ, powerful people, friends, strangers, people who I meet on the street. Oh my God, that fucking video. And he had like a slideshow of other 
Right. Him kissing all kinds <laughs> yeah. of people and also other powerful people. Yeah, like Bill Clinton. Yeah, like Bill Clinton. I think Obama was in there. Oh, my God. It was just so... Imagine if Andrew Cuomo, like, inappropriately kissed you at a press conference six years ago. And then in his own press conference, like, <laughs> saying how video. this is not true, like, shows the photo of him kissing you. Oh, like, my God. Oh, God. What a fucking... Yeah. I can, he's can, he's a prince. I I gotta hand it to him. Like I just really. <laughs> wow, what a year for I, that guy! I know, you know, I know. Just highs and lows, highs and lows. Yeah, like one month you've got you know tens of thousands of Cuomo sexual mugs being like made and sold <laughs> to people who are really excited to get them. <laughs> <laughs> No, that's so funny. But yeah, uh, you have a New York Times bestselling book, and now which is now another part of the scandals. It's, uh, yeah, scandal. so there are two really good Times Union. So Times Union actually got like national attention because they were, uh, they were they broke the Cuomo story basically, like a, like a long time ago. They were the first outlet to publish anything about these allegations. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was I was listening to fucking Ari Melber say Albany. Times Union, it really made me angry. But um, the Times Union has two, has lots of good articles about this, but two in particular that I will put in the show notes. The first is a timeline. It's the title of it. 11 women, seven years of sexual harassment. Explore the timeline of Cuomo's alleged misconduct. And it's got a fucking like interactive like chart thing that has all of the different. It's I mean, it's so it's so good. And then it just lists like every, you know, every fucking time that he. I'm I'm on mobile here and it works great on mobile. Are you in the app? Uh, No. Oh, okay. The app is very good. Yeah, the app is pretty good. No, so, <laughs> it is a full timeline. It is a full. full. It's like okay. Around May 2014, Governor Andrew M. Cuomo kisses Anna Liss on the cheek and slips his arm around her lower waist at a work party. He frequently flirts with her and comments on her appearance on other occasions while she works as an Empire State Fellow. January 6, 2016, and it's just like that for all of them. It's 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 excellent reporting. I love it. Love to see it. This is this is just. Italian excellence. And <laughs> frankly, you know, I'm here for it. Um, I mean, like every time uh, you guys come over, you know, or customary greeting, you know, I, I give you, I'm a hugger. I give you guys a hug. And then, you know, David kisses me on the mouth. Yeah. And that's just yeah, what, that's fine. That's what we do. Like, here's, and there's nothing wrong with that, but that's consensual. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. And the power <laughs> dynamic is horizontal. So, exactly. you know. And I, if I had any uh, trouble with it, he's not the governor. So I would be able to like just be like, hey, you know, the, the mouse kissing, like, let's, <laughs> maybe skip this week. And then David says, "You'll never work in this fucking state <laughs> again. again. You're done." Um, oh, what? Go ahead. No, I, I'm just looking at the the one. Um, I, the one thing I one request I do have for the uh, the team at Times Union is I want to go through like I just want to know what happened to like Trooper Number One. But I have to swipe through everything. I know. Uh, because, like, trooper number one. Uh, That's the one I'm looking forward to. Yeah, it's, it's um, he's, he's, like, basically, he's, like, like, sexually harassing a cop. Yeah. <laughs> on his own personal <laughs> detail. 
He's like, I li- uh, look, I literally do this to everybody. Yeah, yeah. Like, like she had a gun. I did to her anyway. Um, Cuomo offers to give, uh, the, she's unnamed, it's just trooper number one, a tour of his residence in Mount Kisco unless it is against protocols and Snickers. Oh, God. <laughs> How about the one where he's like, uh, there's like a news reporter or something, and he's like, "Hey, hey, Camille, you got you got to eat this sausage. It's such a big sausage." Yeah, he like makes her eat like a a, a giant sausage right next to him, and he's like smiling the he's whole like, time. Like, eat, it's eat fucking the, disgusting. Eat, eat the sausage. Come on. <laughs> For the trooper, so she was at first not eligible to serve on his security detail because there was a minimum requirement of three or more years with the state police. And, a and then cup. he changed it specifically so that... Wow. The C- did you say wow. and a C-cup? Yeah. 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 <laughs> and he changed it so that she could... I mean, like... Oof. Oh, God. Motorcycle season. Yeah. I wonder, I wonder how many uh, libs were like, look at how our progressive governor is changing the, the rules so that a boss bitch can succeed. <laughs> He's like, no, it's just so that he can grope her. That's it. That's all. At a holiday party, he told her, uh, don't tell anyone about our conversations. That's not ominous. That is always a sign of a a solid work relationship is when at a party, they're like, no one talks about conversations, all right? (laughs) Capiche? So the second very good uh, Times Union article about Andy Cuomo, uh, is uh, it's called Nine, and then in parentheses, Other Scandals of Governor <laughs> Andrew M. Cuomo. Um, and so it's basically just like, hey, don't, don't, let's not get too bogged down in this sexual harassment thing, okay? I killed a lot because... of old people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's got the list, the book, obviously. This book is, every so once in a while. what's the controversy about the book, other than he wrote it as a, extremely loud brag um, he used state resources oh, he, he, he had, he had like book. state staff write it work on yeah it. work on his book yeah, yeah. he didn't he, write that book effort. no nobody who makes more than like two hundred thousand dollars a year writes their own book james patterson doesn't even write his own books oh shit um we know one of his ghost writers oh yeah yeah she has so many cats <laughs> um is she well paid oh yeah oh yeah good <laughs> yeah she um so Let's see here. Yeah, he directed state employees to assist him in the writing of his book. But, like, every time I look at this cover, it's just, I mean, it's perfect. It's red, white, and blue on black. American crisis, leadership lessons from the COVID-19 pandemic. And he's got this, like, he's got his, like, big, like, wrinkly, like, fig-shaped face right there. I don't know. When in doubt, go to PowerPoint. (laughs) People get bored with the informative charts. Bring up your daughter's uh, romantic relationships. <laughs> Wear a tight-fitting polo shirt so you can, you know, suggestion of a nipple. Nipple did, ring. Did, nipple it, ring. Didn't it, did, did we find out if he has pierced nipples? Did that... There's no way that was an unpierced nipple. <laughs> I've seen my... Or, yeah. or it's a very... I've seen nipples. <laughs> or right. it's a very fucked up nipple. That's, that's also possible. Uh, okay, so there's the bridge, which we talked about extensively oh, on. Yeah. Well, there's your problem. <laughs> yep. Uh, the nursing home genocide that probably <laughs> saved the country like a lot of money on Medicare, but otherwise um, was pretty fucked up. Wicked fucked up. Wicked fucked up. That was uh, for listeners that didn't catch it earlier. Uh, he basically forced people who were known positive COVID 
to go back into facilities that were not at all um, ready to receive them Correct. and made, made it like illegal for them to do anything other than that. So um, COVID spread like wildfire in the communities that were most vulnerable to it. And uh, how many thousands of fucking people? We died? don't know. But it's been thousands. But it's yeah. been thousands. I, th- I think only recently Florida caught up with the most deaths <sighs> or something. Yeah, pretty bad. Um, and like nursing homes are just in no way equipped to like stop, like deal with contamination. They're just, they're not like, they're not hardcore medical facilities anyway. Um, okay. The VIP testing, which was, uh, where he expedited his buddies COVID-19 tests. Uh, you know, there's just, there's a bunch and there's too many to go through. Uh, those are the big hits, but we'll post the link in the show notes if you want to see how fucking corrupt this guy is god i even forgot about some of these um fuck him what a creep do we think he's gonna resign uh time will tell i mean like uh the the criminal complaint about the groping is going to i think you know continue its way through the system such that this isn't going away and when the president of the united states calls for a governor in his party to resign even though he's <laughs> no one to fucking talk yeah um, it's just uh like i just don't see i mean he's either gonna resign or just not run again but i, I think he'll probably i resign. think he's gonna probably get impeached yeah. when is he up for re-election oh, Th- is it this year no okay no next yeah because there's no yeah, yeah there's no primary yeah no i i i think he'll either get impeached or stay in office i yeah. don't see him resigning no they were all wrong. They were all wrong. Now, there are a lot of variables. I understand that. But we were all wrong. So I'm sort of out of the guessing business, right? He's a, he's yeah. If he was going to resign, he would have already resigned. Or maybe he'll be successful in his campaign to uh, convince us all that um, this is actual normal behavior. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just a, a normal adult <laughs> yeah, acts that, like this we, all the time. That would be best. Yeah, that. we're all just being oversensitive around uh, sexual assault. Yeah. Um, I now understand that there are generational or cultural perspectives that, frankly, I hadn't fully appreciated. Yeah, you can't even kiss a stranger on the, on the lips anymore. <laughs> what the fuck? What country is this? Oh, it's too bad we're all inherently racist against Italians. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, no. that's what I learned. We're going to have yeah. to get an Italian on the show to, yeah. to help us... Uh, Un- do, un- do a unlearn growth. our racism. Yeah, unlearn our Italian Italians. racism. Garlicitas. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite Chapo ever was the D and D. That was like peak Chapo. I loved it. Yeah, you guys remember yeah, the Elvish D and D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah, I think it all went downhill from there. <sighs> yeah, Le- learn too much about them and uh... <laughs> never trust a dungeon master. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Virgil's like uh mia like he's not been on bad faith since it happened it's very interesting yeah interesting i don't think uh i don't think brie gray has like released a statement about it or anything i i I know this because i went to look at some of her tweets and like her replies are just full of like hey brie uh day 65 with you not saying anything about this uh it's pretty it's pretty funny i find it fascinating uh, wildflower? Yes, please. Yes, please. Okay. 
listeners will remember a couple of episodes ago, our Remember the Main episode. Maine continues to do some pretty cool shit. Do they still have that fucked up governor? Who's the governor of no, Maine LePage, now? No, LePage. Yeah, yeah, okay. No, he's gone. Okay, that's good. I don't, I don't, I don't remember who, who they have now. Well, hopefully they're less ra- less racist than he was. Yeah, it would, it would be kind of hard to. <laughs> <laughs> um. So Maine is banning toxic forever chemicals under groundbreaking new law. Um. So they're basically it's a broad ban of. PFAS, PFAS yep. uh, compounds, which are, that's the same. Is that the same or is that different from Hoosick Falls? That's the one that Norlight was, that's the one was burning. Nor- yeah. So they were burning PFAS, I believe. Um, and that's a uh, chemical fire retardant mm-hmm. that was. Um, you can't stock- say that word. Um, <laughs> that was stockpiled by the. Um, uh, the U.S. Department of Defense, I think, either that or Homeland Security or something. But um, you know, for for preventing wildfires or containing them, and apparently it had like an expiration date, and or some reason the uh, U.S. government contracted with Norlight um uh to burn those against their own EPA rules. Yes, yeah. and yeah. the EPA was in on it. Yeah, and yeah. so you know, but Maine is going to make sure that that doesn't happen anymore. Um. So it's it's going to ban the use of these compounds in all products by 2030, which, you know. Is sooner uh, than everywhere else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But one thing that's great, and this is why California is, like, really good for, like, uh, legislation and restrictions in the United States, because California is a huge state, and when they make something illegal, everybody else kind of has to do it, too. If you want to sell your thing in California, which you definitely do. Yep. So Maine doesn't really carry quite the cachet of a California, but yeah. nonetheless, it's good progress. The, I think that there's something to uh, the fact that California has banned or required uh, notification of like chemical uh, danger on so many things that people sort of are just like, eh, whenever they see like this this product is made with something that the state of California has deemed is a possible carcinogen or yeah. whatever. Like you just see that shit on literally um, all yeah. stuff. Like everything. Yeah. Like you get yeah. a book bag. It comes with that, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. But there are like some things that I, I can't, I can't think of any good examples now, but I know that there are some things that have just been regulated out of existence because California decided that they would be. Um, well, like, you know, like there was like clean admission standards and yeah, clean, like yeah. Tesla exists because of California's rules about, oh, about so, yeah, okay well, i take back everything yeah, i've said now ambivalent about <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we saw a tesla on the way here they're such ugly fucking they're cars so fucking ugly eh. but the anyway. fireballs are pretty they burn beautifully <laughs> <laughs> you ever see a lipo fire <laughs> spectacular <sighs> well good on maine yeah. Maine's been, uh, you know, holding it down. Been tearing it the, up uh, lately. Yeah, in the wildflower category. I wonder if you can, is it like one of those things where like we could like convince everyone to move to Maine? And, like, <laughs> to ma- free make state? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah like, like right like next door New- to New Hampshire. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, God, like dueling political ideology yeah. states. That would yeah. be fun. That would be very fun. Okay. Anything else, boys, before we? No, I think that's it. All right. Anything to plug? David's uh, real life essay is out and it's very good. Yeah. Um, I'll post that in the show notes too. Sure. Yeah. Maine could make their uh, state slogan um, live safe and don't die. 
<laughs> ah, I like that. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Iron Weeds. We hope you enjoyed it. Um, I think if you, we've been killing it on the Twitter lately. Yeah. It's been going good. So you should follow us there. Iron Weeds Pod. And Instagram. We post on Instagram lately. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. You should follow us anyway. Yeah. Well, I'll post some stuff this week for everybody who's listening to this. Yeah. So check it out. Iron Weeds Pod. Excellent. Get some, some nice, uh, nice shit in your 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 content feed hole. Yeah, the good the good kind of shit though. Yeah. And fuck, I know there's an email that I meant to read and I forgot to read it before we recorded this episode. So if you've sent us an email, we're getting to it. Uh, we'll get to it. I promise. I promise we will. But you could send us another one at Ironweeds Pod at, at gmail.com. Gmail. Thank you so much. We love you. Bye bye. Bye bye. Peace. Ciao, Bella.